0: This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And
1: I'm Aaron Granillo. One of the president's new pandemic advisors is pushing the controversial strategy of herd immunity. This is according to The Washington Post. It cites five people familiar with the discussions. And the paper reports the idea was presented by Scott Atlas. He is a neuroradiologist and a fellow at Stanford's conservative Hoover Institution. Atlas joined the White House last month. Dave, can you explain to us what herd immunity is? Well, it's this idea that if you
0: allow people to be exposed to the virus, over time they develop a natural immunity. And once you develop an immunity of a certain percentage of the population, the virus has no place to spread and it dies out. The only problem with doing it that way is that a lot of people die out too. This is what Sweden tried to do. And I I will say that the latest research I could find on this used stats up through June – From March to June. So it may be out of date. But the death rate and I I think the most reliable figure you have is the actual number of people who died uh, per million people in the population. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the you know, you're dead or you're alive. And so we're not talking about people who decide to get tested versus those who don't. And the way it's worked out so far is that Sweden and the U.S. are about even in terms of the deaths per million people, 574 for the U.S., 571 for Sweden. So we're about equal. Washington's rate, 263 per million. So uh, Sweden, which did not do a lockdown and basically let people decide whether to socialize or not, also Apparently had a fairly highly disciplined population. So they were willing to wear masks. They voluntarily decided uh, not to hold you know big outdoor barbecues. So shops, restaurants, gyms stayed open, but they did close schools and universities uh, to people over 16 years of age. But beyond that, no complete shutdown. And with that, they achieved apparently a death rate about even with the uh, with the U.S., although much higher than they would have um, otherwise. It would have been much higher, though, in Washington state because ours was about half of Sweden's. So uh, the researchers are saying it's going to take maybe until next year hmm. to figure out whether Sweden did the right thing uh, or not. So, in other words, it's not a, Sweden is not in a catastrophic state, but it doesn't look like it's much improved either.
1: Ultimately, here in the United States, I, I don't think this strategy is going to take place. Uh, I, the president has been pretty... Uh, at least vocal, publicly, saying that he wants to see a vaccine. He's rolled out this Operation Warp Speed, so he's uh, we're hoping for that, of course. I do want to mention this statement from Scott Atlas, who the Washington Post cites, uh, is pushing this idea. Uh, he declined their request for an interview, but he did release a statement after the Post published its report. It says, there is no policy of the president or this administration of achieving herd immunity there never has been any such policy recommended to the president or to anyone else from me. So that sounds like the White House stance right now is that's not going to happen. But there are also many conservatives out there. I've heard uh, a lot of you know talking heads and pundits on, on right-wing channels saying, They support the idea of herd immunity because they argue social distancing restrictions, what we've been doing, Mm -hmm. they're crushing our economy and they're infringing on people's liberties. Well, it certainly is. I mean, it it does
0: infringe on your liberty and it has crushed the economy. There's no question about that. The question is, uh, how many casualties do you want? And in socialist countries... uh, There's a philosophy where you do things for the good of the group, regardless of the, almost regardless of the individual cost. America, historic, it's a little ironic for this to from the White House because America is historically not particularly socialist. Um, In a country that celebrates the individual, you try best you can to make sure that no individual is told, okay, uh, we're going to sacrifice you Mm -hmm. for the good of the group. So I was kind of interested to hear that come out of the White House, but it sounds like they've backed away from it.
1: One more argument, if I may, against herd immunity, because all the evidence coming out now shows that we don't know how long immunity lasts with this specific type of coronavirus. There are very rare cases of this happening, but just this week there was a case in the United States that showed that somebody who got sick back in, I want to say, April— Got sick again just a couple of months later, and the second time it was even more severe. So, I mean, that's very rare, but it just goes to show that, yeah, you might get sick and you might develop some immunity, but who knows how long it can last. That's also a caveat when it comes to the vaccine,
0: because if the vaccine is based on the old form of the virus and it mutates, then even
1: the vaccine wouldn't work. South King County is getting two new free COVID-19 testing sites. The site in Auburn opens today. It's located at the General Services Administration Building. And then next week, Renton gets a new site near the 405-167 interchange.
0: Seattle and King County Public Health say the health sites will expand testing capacity by over 1,500 a day. And County Executive Doc Constantine says it will provide better access for minority communities.
1: We know not everyone in King County has equal access to testing. COVID-19 has had a disproportionate impact on many communities of color, and particularly those living in South King County, exacerbating existing health and social inequities. And the county's public health director, Patty Hayes, says anybody who shows up will get a test, no matter if they have medical coverage or a health care provider.
2: Sites are
0: especially important for people who lack insurance or have other barriers. The new sites, no one will be turned away.
1: We had some conflicting information last week, if you recall, about when somebody should get tested. The CDC had some different recommendations than our local public health doctors. Dave, can you remind our listeners what our state says people should do? Well, I would be happy to, Aaron.
0: <laughs> The uh, officials recommend that you be tested immediately if you are experiencing COVID-19-like symptoms, uh, especially that sense of smell. If you lose your sense of smell, it seems to be a dead giveaway. Also, if you had close contact with someone who's had COVID-19. And keep in mind, um, if you test positive, you will probably be asked who else you've been in contact with as part of the state's contact tracing program.
2: Now,
1: Dave, should you get tested even if you're not showing symptoms?
0: Well, there are some people who do. I mean, and there are sites that are happy to uh, have you do that because they get reimbursed for it. And, uh, you know, they are selling the test Uh, for people who are considering, for example, going back to work. uh, There might be some companies who will insist that you get that kind of test before you go back to work. And again, since one of the unique features of this virus is that asymptomatic people can spread the um, can spread the disease, that may be a requirement. So. Yeah, I can see many cases where someone who's not having symptoms would still want to get tested.
1: And we'll be putting a list of all of the free testing sites around King County in this episode's description. The Seattle Mariners will not play ball the next couple of days. This is because of a COVID-19 infection. For the Oakland Athletics, the Mariners were scheduled to play a three-game series against them, but uh, at least the first two games have been called off. Let's talk about it now with Paul Gallant. He is co-host of Danny in Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hey, Paul, how are you, Aaron? Okay, first off, just give us the facts about what's been happening with the A's right now. Why is why are these games called off?
2: Well, this is what happens when there's a positive COVID-19 test these baseball teams are taking the appropriate precautions because they're not 100% sure of who else the disease could have theoretically spread to. So the A's said to themselves, okay, well, while we try to figure this out and try to make sure that the one positive test that we got, because it was one positive test, to make sure that it hasn't gone to other players on the roster, we're going to self-quarantine and we're going to make sure that we test everybody. So the idea was that we would know the answer to whether or not there are more A's infected by, I guess, the middle of the week. Because the last thing you want to see happen is some of the things that happened earlier this baseball season where a bunch of Miami Marlins players tested positive for COVID-19, and then all the teams that they had played against of late, they started to really, I think, (laughs) panic over how many of their players were exposed to those who tested positive
1: how's baseball been doing with this outbreak I've only
2: heard of that in Miami Marlins until this happened it's it's been a lot of outbreaks okay. uh this is the first that the mayor has affected the Mariners okay. in any way shape or form I think it's really difficult to get through this year and A lot of people are quick to criticize baseball because it's easy to do it. Rob Manfred is not a very strong commissioner, and the way that things, the negotiations to return to play took place this offseason were a major turnoff, I think, for anybody who watches it. But all things considered, they've done a good job. We're talking about a sport where you've got 25 players in a given year More players now, these guys are going home to their families and they're trying their best, for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, to keep themselves out of situations where they could potentially contract the disease. I think they've done a pretty good job, all things considered. The fact that we have gotten to this point in the season, over halfway through, through a trade deadline, and the thing has not been shut down altogether and shows no sign of that happening, I think that's... Very encouraging, and I think baseball deserves a little credit.
0: My feeling is that uh, the the season has just lacked energy. <laughs> it's just it's it's interesting up to a point, but without the fans there and um, without the the excitement of a full season, it just seems to be tough to get into the game.
2: I actually disagree, and here's why. First off, generally this is a sport of haves and have-nots this year you are going to see more teams in baseball's playoffs than ever and that means that a team that is floundering to get to 500 actually has a chance of potentially playing in the playoffs It stinks if there's no fans there. There's no question about it. And I think the experience of going to a ballpark and eating some food and sitting out in this wonderful Pacific Northwest weather and watching a summer game, it's definitely something that we have missed. And it's also something energy that the Mariners, their games just don't have any attached to them because right now they're in the midst of a rebuild. But I do think that this season has been intriguing because of the shortened schedule and because there's just so much more at stake. Where you're seeing a team like San Diego, who historically has not done well, go all in at the trade deadline in the hopes of winning a World Series. So I get what you're saying. It's, it's weird watching these games where there's cardboard cutouts of fans and there's crowd noise being pumped in. But I actually have been surprisingly pleased with the sport and the experience of watching it this year.
1: Paul Gallant, co-host of Danny and Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Thanks. Thank you, Aaron.
0: We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast, you can also find our news coverage on mynorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.